Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. BMS and Beamer here on WBEM. Welcome in. I'm just flipping through the TV here. Joe's yeah. asking if it's Shark Week. It must be. I mean, why would there be two uh, shark programs on in a row on Discovery? Yeah. I mean, that's not a normal Tuesday thing. It's kind of lost its luster a little bit, right? I mean, it used to be uh, much bigger than it is now. Yeah, I used to know when Shark Week was. I think now you can pretty much get your shark programming on demand. And how much uh, shark programming do you really need? Uh, I mean, Watch them jump in the air a few times. See him swimming around, got a lot of teeth. See someone in a cage close to them. Kind of get it. You know, when they get them in the <laughs> I'm water. A, I'm, I'm aware. I've, I've never been a big fan of Shark Week, but I've always, until this year, known when Shark Week was going on. It's promoted everywhere. Promoted. Someone's talking about it on social media. I mean, I mean, this is. I couldn't just, tell you. No, this is as good as the crickets. I but mean, I think the streaming, Disney or Discovery Plus probably has a lot to do with why it doesn't have the hype. Yeah, you can watch some sharks on YouTube. You can make any week Shark Week if you really want to. That's right. It's on, in your hands. Uh, on YouTube. All right. Uh, well, thanks for being with us, Beamaz and Beamer, here on WBEN. And we're taking a look at um, something that I could have told you last week. We would have been talking about this week, right? This was so predictable. Were, were we waiting for this to happen? I knew. I'm surprised it took this long. Yeah. When, when was this announced? This was announced, uh, let's see. Uh, Chick-fil-A was going to be one of the uh, places involved in the new throughway rest areas. This was last Wednesday. So almost an entire way. That shows you how uh, many people were working last week. <laughs> um, that it took uh, almost an entire week for the pushback to start. Pushback to the state plan to bring Chick-fil-A to the newly renovated throughway rest stops. Uh, Rochester area assemblyman Harry Bronson Two other downstate lawmakers asking the Thruway Authority to re-examine the approved concessions because of Chick-fil-A's history of opposing rights to LGBTQ individuals. Let's listen to Bronson talking to WROC in Rochester. We can't say through those laws and through those policy positions and statements that we support the dignity and human rights of LGBTQ individuals and their families. And at the same time, have a state authority that's willing to enter into a 30-year lease with a business that has a history of not recognizing the human rights of LGBTQ individuals. All right, so there is the objection 
from Bronson, some of the other members of the state legislature that, again, I am surprised it took this long for uh, this to come out because it was kind of uh, predictable that this was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it just happened a year or so ago at the Buffalo airport. Uh, they wanted to put a Chick-fil-A in the Buffalo airport. Well, there's not a Chick-fil-A in the Buffalo airport because of said um, uh, pushback from elected officials. Now, I love this um, kind of looking at this because I think there's a lot of different ways that you can go while uh, looking at this issue. And you can let us know what you think. 803-0930. Our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board is open. You can also give us a call. 803-0930. Um, to let us know what you think about this issue of uh, Chick-fil-A. And this is, uh, as we said before, kind of uh, expected. We saw it happen at the airport a couple of years ago. And now it's happening when it comes to the Thruway Authority and their land. Now, this is... I. I, I want a clarification first and foremost of if this is a public project or not. Because my objection, number one, if this is a public project, the project doesn't need to happen in the first place. No one was uh, clamoring for new uh, throughway rest stops. No one, $450 million to re- yeah. totally rebuild every single rest stop along the throughway. I don't think that's now apparently there is uh, this is according to the state and according to the thruway authority. They say no toll dollars or state tax dollars are being used as part of this plan. So uh, is it or, you know, how much of a public project is rebuilding this? I I know it's obviously going to be on public land, but how much of a public project is the thruway rest stop area? I think that's question number one. That's question number one for, uh, you know, out, out there, because that is something that I would like to figure out, because if it is a public project and we are paying, I, I don't know how much I believe in no toll dollars or state tax dollars, because at last check, I thought it was a decent amount. It was like a, uh, a 20% of that $450 million was coming from the state thruway authority. Um, I would like a little bit more clarification on exactly that allotment. But I think the first objection would be, why are we replacing anything to begin with? Right. I, I don't know if there needed to be anything there. But then it comes to the Chick-fil-A and what exactly the objection here is to having Chick-fil-A. And there, I mean, it's one. if Chick-fil-A is known for a few things, what's it known for? It's known for um, chicken. I would say that's number one. Wouldn't you? Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A. Really good chicken. I, I would say it's known for chicken. I would say it's known for waffle having... Fries. Um, okay, waffle fries. You could put that up there. I was going to say uh, nice people yeah. who work there. That's yeah. what I always hear about Chick-fil-A. And then I, I would it's also... It's our pleasure. I would also put up there, it's known for uh, this history of an anti-LGBTQ stance. And that's one of the things that gets kind of pushed out there, that, that that's the Chick-fil-A stance. And I've always wondered, like, where exactly does this come from? And yeah. I think it's a little bit of, uh, as with everything, it's a little bit of truth, and it's a little bit of kind of over-exaggeration to the point, and, you know, what exactly are we talking about here? So if we could kind of wind it back, right? We'll go yeah. Uh, hit the rewind button, and we'll go back in history. Where does the opposition come from? I think a lot of it comes from... A couple of tweets that went viral, right? That Chick-fil-A just donated almost $2 million to anti-gay groups. That was the viral claim from uh, quite a bit ago. That's right. 2019, 
There was a claim that Chick-fil-A donated $1.8 million to anti-LGBTQ groups. So with everything, there's a, a kernel of truth in just about uh, and anything you go to. They have made donations, um, and they have made donations to groups that I think are questionable. They've made other donations to groups that I think uh, make me scratch my head as to why all of a sudden there's these oppositions. I remember bringing this up with uh, now State Senator, then Assemblyman Sean Ryan, when this was being talked about uh, bringing a Chick-fil-A to the Buffalo Airport as one of those vendors. And when it comes to, and this was the figure that was thrown around, uh, $1.8 million in donations to groups that opposed gay rights. And one of those groups that they were counting was the Salvation Army. And that's when I started to go, wait a second, the Salvation Army. And that's somehow being included in these groups. Because in my experience with the Salvation Army, um, uh, I know my family's experience with the Salvation Army, I would not classify them as a group that excludes people. Right. I think they're a pretty welcoming group. I, I, I would ask my grandmother, who goes down with the Salvation Army and feeds the homeless people in the city of Buffalo on a, a weekly basis, and I don't think ever once they have ever asked about sexual orientation when doing that. And when they're giving out toys to uh, people and families who need it in Buffalo, and you see kind of the tears on the faces of people who are being able to give their kids or nieces and nephews or grandkids a Christmas that they wouldn't have had thanks to the Salvation Army, I, I don't think they're thinking, wow, this is a really hateful group. I, so that's right. my experience with the Salvation That's when I start to you know raise a little bit of uh, what exactly is the opposition here. And now, what was the other group, Joe? Uh, the... Well, here's what I have of the claim from 2019 uh, that the that Chick-fil-A donated to these anti-LGBTQ uh, groups. Uh, it, they're false. They did not donate well, to no, they, anti-LGBTQ. They did. They did. They did they make all these donations. They, not all in once. It wasn't a lump sum. But over a course of uh, several years, they did donate that. you got to read more of the article. Uh, scroll down. Read uh, past the headline, Joe. Um, the other group was the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I don't know too much about that group. Um, I, I'm not 100% sure, uh, I, and I can't speak to what the Fellowship of Christian Athletes stands for, and I'm uh, sure that there are a lot of complaints over that that is uh, for the right. And there's also complaints about what the head of Chick-fil-A, the founders of Chick-fil-A, their statements on the record when it comes to gay marriage and that issue And that's one of the reasons why there is this opposition to Chick-fil-A and why they've been kind of painted as a uh, organization that stands against LGBTQ rights, which I how far does that go when you're talking about a company? You know, how far does one person's opinion at the head of a company or some of the donations go into how you view what that company does? Uh, because if we're talking about one person's opinion, I don't, you know, Hillary Clinton had that same opinion no. back in 2008. Barack Obama had that same and, opinion. And then that switched in 2016. And actually, that switched um, maybe a little before 2016. I think it was 2013 when she was gearing up for a run for president. Uh, that switch. She didn't proclaim her personal support for same-sex marriage, Hillary Clinton, until 2013. That was actually a year after, uh, if you go to Chick-fil-A, they said they're stopping their donations to these groups that a lot of people found objections with. 
Now you can say that that was just a purely business standpoint. They didn't want to face the backlash anymore. I think you could also say it was a purely political standpoint when looking at the other issue that they didn't want to face the backlash anymore. So they stopped that a year before, um, you know, somebody else uh, came around to that very issue. And now they're going forward their uh, new charitable mission. Any donations they make, they say, is for um, junior achievement, local food banks uh, in the areas where they have restaurants, Covenant House, and some of these other areas. So I don't. I guess the first question is, what exactly in a company, or, or what does a company have to do over a large period of time to be so closely identified with one particular stance? You know, how do you view companies that take this stance? Because if I'm looking at the, you know, history of Chick-fil-A and the recent history, and especially uh, the history of uh, them being in New York State and Western New York, all that's happened since 2012 when they first kind of received this backlash. They reversed course, and now they're focusing in on other issues. And I don't think that changes the – CEO Dan Cathy, I don't think that changes his opinion on same-sex marriage at all. But I I don't know how much uh, one person in the company's personal opinion that really doesn't translate at all to what you see. The business model. Yeah, inside the store. I don't know if that really correlates for me at all. No, I, I, I don't understand how someone within the company who, okay, their personal opinion, but are they discriminating? People to come into their store when you buy a chicken sandwich does it have something that's anti-lgbtq written on the wrapper no the ceo of the company has a personal belief guess what there's a lot of people within companies who have a personal belief they're not they're not putting it in their business structure you don't notice it when you walk into a chick-fil-a you know what you notice when you walk into a chick-fil-a hmm smells delicious in here and i hope they're not out of chick-fil-a sauce that's what you notice and i would also like to point to harry bronson uh he was part of the biden harris team during the primaries in rochester hmm that's funny joe biden also waited till 2012 uh i mean i'm sorry also in 2012 changed his mind on gay marriage Did Harry Bronson use that against Joe Biden? Did he not vote for the Biden, I'm sorry, for the Obama-Biden ticket in 2008? Both people at the time were anti-same-sex marriage, the word marriage. Did Harry Bronson not vote for those two two individuals in 2008? So where, where, when you're talking politics, because that's what this is, politicians, where is the, what is the difference between people you voted for before 2016 and allowing Chick-fil-A, who nothing in store. There is nothing anti-LGBTQ about their stores. Everyone is welcome. They do not discriminate. Where's the line? Where's the line for Harry Bronson? I'd like to know. Now, Ken and Clarence is uh, calling us. He's on WBEN right now. And Ken, I believe that you're bringing up the point that now I, um, I, this is one of the reasons why, if you want to say Chick-fil-A is not welcome in a certain space, I, this is what I'm, I'm really listening to. Ken, you're on WBEN. Uh, good morning, Brian. Uh, my contention or my understanding is that Chick-fil-A closes all our restaurants on Sunday, which is their uh, right because they want their people to observe a day of rest 
which is good. I think that is the problem in having Chick-fil-A at a public rest stop. If the traveling public cannot use their restaurants as they come through on Sundays, what good does it do the Thruway Authority to have a, an affiliation with Chick-fil-A? Ken? I uh, am glad you called in. I'm glad you brought up the point, and thank you for the call. And that is the problem that I would have and where I would start if you oppose Chick-fil-A coming to whether it's the airport, whether it's a rest stop on the thruway. When I think of driving on the thruway, I'm trying to think of the days I mostly drive. Sunday would be one of the days. Sunday is a driving day. Returning from a trip. Uh, going home, that would be one of the days where I'm most likely to be on the road passing one of these thruway rest stops. And if you're going to put a place in that's closed for over 10% of the week and closed on a day that I kind of think is uh, one of the bigger travel days, whether that's an airport or whether that's on the thruway, there's your reason to do it. I, you want something that's going to be open 24-7. You're not building a whole – you're not spending $450 million in upgrades across the thruway to put in a restaurant that's going to be closed on one of the days that people travel. Right, and as Ken said, hey, that is Chick-fil-A's right. Um, I respect that they do that. However, it should be taken into consideration when you're building a stadium, when you're building a, a, a thruway stop, that a lot of that travel – Brian mentions that it's closed for more than 10% of the week – well, more than I would say 25% of the travel you get on the week is going to be on a Sunday. You are going to make one of these throughway plazas, I wouldn't say unvisitable, uh, but let's be honest, you're going to try to be driving to the next one if it's a Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. That is a legitimate reason. And again, it has nothing to do, if, if you want to close on Sunday, that's great. Chick-fil-A, Hobby Lobby, that's great. I respect you. I have a lot of respect for you. However, I do think it takes you out of the conversation, and if this is the argument that they want to pose, that we are spending hundreds of millions of dollars on these projects that, again, I think the money could be better spent somewhere else, let's at least spend it on a restaurant that's going to be open when I am on the thruway. I, that, to me, is the big reason why <laughs> Chick-fil-A shouldn't be on the thruway, should not be in uh, something that's uh, in an airport, on a thruway rest stop, in one of these places that, you know, if it has anything to do with public dollars, if it has anything to do with the traveling public, if they're going to be closed the day of the week, you don't put them in there because nope. uh, that takes away one of the options. The whole reason you're kind of building these new rest stops is to give people the options. Someone but, mentioned on the uh, text board uh, the uh, the Atlanta Airport Chick-fil-A, and I remember forgetting it was Sunday when I was at the Atlanta Airport once and being so disappointed when I walked up it's to the crazy. empty Chick-fil-A. I mean, it's crazy to have a place and an airport or a public place like that that's closed one day of the week. So that is a pretty, I mean, that's that's a pretty good argument for not including that restaurant there. But when it comes to the beliefs of the founders of the restaurant, I, I we want to know from you is where does it cross the line for you? Are there companies that you don't support? Are there companies that you go out of your way to support because of beliefs that really have nothing to do with the product that gets in your hand at the end of the day, but just because of a, a belief that's held by someone in the company? Does it not matter at all to you? I, I more and more feel like it has to be that last point uh, for me. You know, I, I try to make a point to uh, shop small, right? I try to make a point to avoid these big, huge industries that take away a lot of the business that happens here locally. At the same time, 
I mean, if you start nitpicking, if I do it with one company, I kind of feel the need to do it with another. And once you go down that road, there's really not a lot of places left. <laughs> I mean, there really isn't. I, I, I'm sitting here with an iPhone. Are we... Are we sending out these tweets against Chick-fil-A at the iPhone? Do we want to see the factory where these iPhones are made right. over in China? I don't think we do. No. I, I don't think we do. I don't know if we're going down that full road if we really want to open that up to absolutely everything. Uh, but some people do. Listen, I know plenty of people who, um, you know, they're cutting out of a Nike Throughout, right after uh, Colin Kaepernick signed with Nike, that was the big. We're boycotting uh, Nike um, totally. Now, personally, I'm a, I'm an Adidas uh, shopper. I but they don't make good running shoes, so I'll go to Nike, and I don't care who their spokesperson is because you know, the running shoe is uh, pretty right. good. <laughs> and that's and that's what I pay attention to more so than any political stance or statement that anyone makes. I, I think you know, hey, people have their personal opinions, but like I said, as long as it stays out of their product. Now, if Chick Fil A had signs and banners up inside their restaurant, and they were, and, and, and when you went there, you didn't feel welcome because of of of, of just not being inclusive okay then you have an argument obviously chick-fil-a should not be uh should be sponsored by any kind of state project but that's not what we're talking about we're not talking about people being turned away we're not talking about big banners and signs throughout chick-fil-a we're talking about the personal opinion of one person and again that has no effect on the the day-to-day operations of the company and you know in 2020 chick-fil-a's uh, philanthropic giving plan as part of their foundation the chain not giving any money to charities that take anti-LGBTQ stances. And, it, you know, that is part of what the question is, right, is where exactly, what counts as a company that takes an anti-LGBTQ stance? Because, right, when I hear the Salvation Army is part of that, that, you know, you're looking buried down in a mission statement that was written over 100 years yeah. ago to try and find this something something that could be discriminated. Instead of looking at the work that they actually do, you have to question what exactly is the wrongdoing here? And like I said, that's one arm of it. I mean, there could be some of these other charities that we mentioned could be uh, way more exclusive, and that's an absolute uh, fine gripe to have if you have it. But when it comes to not giving to charities that take the I mean you're I think you're kind of starting to nitpick here where I, it becomes more of a winning points online than it does making an actual difference it's, it's I, I don't know who it's helping if Chick-fil-A isn't on if Chick-fil-A is instead Popeyes on the thruway rest stop I don't know if a great justice was done for the people of the state of New York. I, I don't know if many people noticed the difference, yet we're creating a huge uproar over it because that it gets your name out there. I mean, I, these assemblymen, Harry Bronson, no offense to you, you're down state in Rochester. We would have never spoken your name before, most no. likely, had it not been for this issue. And, you know, that, that kind of goes to show what the real issue is. To, to your point, will people even would people even notice, if you stop at a throwaway rest stop, you've kind of just given into, I'm going to eat whatever they have here. You know, I mean, you haven't, re you really don't care what you're going to eat. Yeah. If, if you really cared what you're going to eat, you'd wait for an exit with a few choices. You're at a throwaway rest stop. That means someone's bladder was full and someone's hungry. That's the reason you stopped at a throwaway rest stop. Let's be honest. 
All right. Uh, BMS and Beamer here on WBEM. We're taking your calls. If you're with us, uh, stay on hold. 803-0930 here on WBEM. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. It is BMAZ and Beamer here on News Radio 930 WBEN talking about the pushback to Chick fil A's on the thruway. 803 0930 is the number. You know, I, I have to get this off my chest. And if you've listened to me over the years, the, the three, um, you know where I stand politically. All right. I, I'm politically to the right, but I have to say this is for the extremes on the left, the extremes on the right. If you are going out of your way to avoid a company, to avoid a store, because you don't agree with someone's opinion within the company, or you might not agree with one of their spokespeople within the company, you are no better than the woke police. I mean, you you are doing the exact same stuff. You're going on social media. You're complaining about this and that. You're miserable about everything. I mean, we are just... We are in a time where it seems like people on the wings of the poli- of politics, on the far left and far right, they just wake up and they go, what am I going to be miserable about today? Oh, I'm going to be miserable about this, about that. And, and you know, you go on, you, you get DMs from uh, some, you know, someone in, in West Seneca, you, you, you've got these bloggers on Twitter that think they're so cool now because they know how to make the mouse moves on, move on pictures. I, I'm just, I'm sick of, of every day. Who did I tick off today? I mean, it doesn't matter. It's the woke police on the left, and it's the far, uh, the far extreme right. They just they have to find something every day, some company to be ticked off at, some policy to be uh, ticked off at. You know, not every day. You don't have to be offended every day. And that's, that's the point I wanted to make. You don't have to be offended every day. You know, yes, you might not agree with, with something that was taken out of one store. So you're going to avoid the whole store? I, that's just, for me, that's no way to live life. And maybe maybe I'm the wrong one here. Maybe I'm the idiot. But that's just no way to live life. If Nike makes a good running shoe, like Brian said, guess what? I'm getting the Nike running shoe. I don't want my feet to hurt after a 5K. You could uh, just not read it, too, and uh, log right. off. Uh, that was to you. <laughs> oh. I guess it's a, a, much more happier when uh, I mean no one's forcing anyone to see this. I don't, I'm the I'm the wrong person. This is why uh, when, uh, if you're on hold, hang on one second. We'll be uh, at your call. But I 
I am probably the wrong person to ask about this because one, I don't identify as LGBTQ. So I, I don't know if, you know, if there is a level of offense or something like that, that I'm missing here. I'm also probably the wrong person because I'm not someone who's easily offended. I, I'm really not by a whole lot of things. So a, a lot of this is uh, pretty trivial in my eyes. But again, I, I'm not. I'm open to hearing a lot of these arguments and uh, wanting to know what the reasoning behind it is. But if I'm reading the reasoning behind the opposition to this restaurant is in part because they're making donations to the Salvation Army, then everyone who dropped a quarter in the bucket at Christmas time, watch out because are we, you know, the next uh, people who have done some horrible wrongdoing and offense when it, it really was just in the name of helping people out. Uh, John, you're on WBEM. What's going on? Good morning, guys. Um, first of all, I think your argument about the, per, the 10% is a bit specious because I've been to every service center between here and Albany, and none of them have just one restaurant in it. Okay. Yeah. Actually, now they do, kind of. Now half of them are closed. They're awaiting this uh, uh, renovation. But, no, that's uh, a lot of them have multiple places. Even before this, I can't tell you how many times I went in to get a trigger burger from Roy Rogers, and the place was closed. Well, that's And that's unacceptable to me, right? I mean, shouldn't that be unacceptable if you're choosing a vendor and you're half a billion dollar upgrade – to, that, by the way, I don't think anybody asked for, for these throughway uh, service areas. I Shouldn't one of the qualifications be that, hey, you're online and ready to go? Maybe not 24 hours a day, but at least seven days a week, you're open and you're ready to serve. Well, I agree if, if, if there's a place there. But, I mean, at night, if you're going in at night, I mean, most of the place, except for, your, you know, like McDonald's, aren't open anyways. I guess that's to be expected. And John, uh, you know, I thank you for the call, but that, honestly, that's something I would change. I mean, that's you want to get up in arms about uh, putting a Chick Fil A at the rest stop. I, <laughs> I'm getting up in arms because they're closed one day of the week, and you're choosing to put something that's closed on Sunday into a place where people driving on Sunday are going to want to stop. That's the whole idea of the rest stop. Yep. You stop, you go to the bathroom, you get a change of gas, you pick up something to eat all in one swoop, and then you're on your way. And if your main attraction there is closed one out of seven days, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not uh, that's not something I, I think I'd be interested in. But that's more the reason why than, you know, some of this stuff that is, like I said, I, maybe I'm the wrong person to comment on it. And I'm not someone who's easily offended by these sort of things, but by donations made by a company in the past, by uh, quotes given by somebody near the top of the company in the past, that, I mean, if we're going to apply this standard to one person, as we were mentioning in the case of politicians, we maybe should apply it to everybody because these were comments taken uh, back in the early 2000s, right? Right. In the early 2000s that really were in line with every single politician who people have no problem with right, right now, right. then shouldn't they be afforded the same level of, okay, well, maybe um, your ideas and your positions can change over time because they have for all these people we've been vocal in support politically about. Uh, but that doesn't apply to one chicken restaurant, I guess, 
because of what they've come to stand for. They become more of a signal uh, or a symbol, excuse me, than, you know, anything that really, as you mentioned, you know, many times, Joe, you don't walk into one of these stores right. or apply for a job at one of these stores. And I'm that never comes up. No. That never crosses your mind unless you're paying attention to the conversation online. Yeah. I, I mean, again, like you said, 2012, they just, they uh, made the promise not to support uh, what they would classify as groups that supported anti-LGBTQ policies. Um, and that was the same time that we still had uh, uh, both parties pretty much in agreement uh, when it came to same-sex marriage. I mean, again... The, the, the people that are after Chick-fil-A were supporting that guy in 2012 who, at that time, had the same beliefs as the CEO of Chick-fil-A. It is something over time. And, and again, when it comes to the business model, that is not affected by one person's opinion. Matt in Lancaster, you're on WBEM. What's on your mind? I'm just curious. Uh why we're even looking at national franchises and not looking at getting a Lloyd's or a Chef's to go or even an anchor to go or, you know, let's amplify and let's uh, help out the local businesses and give people a flavor of what they're driving into. Matt, I love I the idea. idea. I, yeah. I love the idea. And, you know, for as big of a stink that's made about, well, you know, check out our uh, pieces of chocolate in a bag or something like that, the, the, the taste of New York, right, that you see at these rest stops, <laughs> that would be a better idea to try and get some of these local places, a local franchise that has the ability to operate like that yep. in these rest stops. I, I think that's a great idea. I mean, I would love to get a, a, you know, a garbage plate when I'm going through Rochester or you know, get uh, Speedies when I'm downstate. You know, let, let's, you know, let's accentuate you know, local business and especially New York. I, I'm confused why we're talking about Burger King and Roy Rogers and Chick-fil-A when they're all based out of state. Shouldn't we be supporting New York state businesses on a New York state throughway? Hey, Matt, I love the idea and thank you for the call. Uh, yeah. That I, would be th- a real flavor of the region you're driving through. Uh, there you go again with, <laughs> right, another uh, another way to kind of spice things up, look at it a little bit differently. I think there's a lot of beefs you can have with the entire program that they're putting along the thruway to begin with. I Starting off with, I didn't think there was anything wrong with the bathroom at the thruway rest stop that's standing. Then nope. continuing to, <laughs> why are you putting in a restaurant that's closed one out of seven days a week? And then I think you bring up a good point. If you want to bring this focus on local, especially at a time when you know all the talk is about supporting your local restaurants, supporting businesses that barely made it through the last year, giving those businesses the opportunity. And listen, I'm... I can't sit, sit here and say that they weren't given the opportunity. I, I don't know that for a fact, if they even uh, looked into this. But I'm going to guess not. I'm going to guess that it's kind of the rest stop staples that were given uh, first priority. And, Who reached uh, out to a national company to look at the, for restaurants. Right, um, you know, to be looked at first. I, I'm going to guess that's what happened. That it appears to be what happened because there aren't really local vendors and uh, venues on this list. That's another wonderful idea to kind of give a taste of the region, depending on where you are along the thruway. You know, for me, it comes back to this half billion dollars. Do you think there'd be less people upset if they just came out and said, you know what, we're going to spend the money on something else? 
And now, and I do want to be, they say this is no toll money, no uh, taxpayer money. It's all part of the agreement. Now, that is a little bit different, um, what we heard last week, that there's no toll dollars, no tax dollars. It's a little bit different from the 20% figure that I was hearing uh, a year or so ago when it comes to this project. Uh, but still, my um, you know thing remains the same. They were built in the 50s, redeveloped in the 90s, and I... I didn't really see a big problem. I'm not spending a ton of time at the thruway uh, rest stop. Nor but, do I want to. Yeah, that's, that's I don't right. need a place where I'm going to spend a lot of time. Unless, you know, well, my stomach's acting up, but that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I, it does raise, to me, I think a very good question. We're, we're definitely going to hear more about this from uh, local lawmakers. This is out of the Rochester area. But we're going to hear more about this from local representatives later on today and what they think about this. And I... It does. I'm not sure where the line is of what you take offense to when it comes to uh, a business, an individual, something like that. Again, I'm not the person who I, I mean, why don't we bring up it's kind of part of this. I'm sure you saw, Joe. Uh, everyone was talking about Stephen A. Smith right over the past uh, yesterday, 24 yes. hours. And he's uh, talking. I'm not a huge baseball guy. I'm going to butcher the name, but I, I love watching the highlights. Shohei Otami. Yeah. It's, it, who, Otani, is, yeah. who is everyone's calling the next Babe Ruth because he's a pitcher who's he's a pretty good pitcher. Good, but he's he was in the home run derby last night, starting the All Star game tonight. And what Stephen A. Smith basically said was that baseball. I mean, and he's a basketball guy. He's on the court for the NBA Finals. He's hosting those shows. That's what his focus is. Right. But he's looking at baseball, talking about uh, him in the All Star game, and he said, "Well, it's not great for the sport." If your biggest name needs a translator. And of course, you know, people jumped on that uh, saying that, well, you know, come on, that's uh, he speaks the universal language of sport. I mean, that's you don't need to say that you know, what language you speak shouldn't dictate uh, what you do on the field and how impressed people are with that. And I agree that I think his take was wrong. I, I, I mean, I'm more interested in this guy than I have been just about anybody yeah. uh, in baseball. Maybe Vlad uh, Jr., only because he's playing in Buffalo. That's the only yeah. reason why. I mean, if he was playing somewhere else, I probably wouldn't care that much. But a pitcher who's, you know, sending home runs out of the park, competing in the home run derby, that's very interesting to me, no matter what language he speaks. But at the same time, I you know, I don't feel the whole outrage toward the comments because – I see the point. Ideally, you'd want somebody who's going to go on a microphone uh, like, you know, Nikita Kucherov did and knows a little bit of English and kind of creates a big stir. And now all of a sudden they're selling T-shirts on his sayings and things like that. I I mean, that is what you'd prefer. So I don't think he's totally, you know, in the wrong in the realm of what he was trying to say by his comments. But it's another thing that everybody gets very offended about for a short period of time. And then, I don't know, it all seems to kind of go away. Stephen A. also gets paid to give his opinion. That's his opinion. You might not agree with it. it, it, it that is what he thinks when he, sees, when he sees the sport of baseball. He wants to see someone that can communicate with the fans. Now, I, like Brian, disagree with the comment, but that's his opinion. You know, and you're right. It was the number one trending thing during the Home Run Derby yesterday. Instead of talking about the actual Home Run Derby. Like, he, he's an opinion guy. He is paid to give his opinion. That was his opinion. How right or wrong it may be, that's his opinion. And I don't wholeheartedly agree with that comment. Like I said, I'm still super interested in the player. Uh, but I completely see where he's coming from. And I think that goes 
a little bit toward the critics of Chick-fil-A and the people who are trying to stop it from coming to a rest stop, stop it from being at the airport, uh, stop any public dollars from being any way associated with uh, Chick-fil-A restaurant. Where I don't agree with it. I guess I can see and I'll try and understand what the point is that you're trying to make and where you feel excluded by this restaurant and where they've done wrong in your mind. But I haven't really seen a glaring example of that to create such an outcry over what's wrong. And to to the point where a bigger outcry to me is their hours of operation than everything that right. you know is being said online. And it is it's just not something I can take seriously when your biggest gripe again is that they've donated to a place like the Salvation Army. Right. I, that that cannot be the reason why someone is disqualified from being at the uh, I mean the Taj Mahal of all places, the all uh, you know holy throughway rest stop that we all hold in such high regard around here. I mean, only the best of the best get to go inside of a throughway rest stop, right? <laughs> you know, God forbid you uh, donate to somebody that we don't a hundred percent agree with. And you know, like I said, that's not the only uh, organization they donated to that was called out. I don't know the uh, the whole inner workings of all of these charities over the 50-plus years Chick-fil-A has been in business that they've made donations to, I'm willing to hear if so, if there is something that needs to be apologized for or there is something that you know caused harm to somebody. I mean, that is a separate issue, but I'm not really seeing that in this uh, particular case. Well, and I'd like to hear the same three politicians. I know I've said this the third time I've said this, but I, I this would be my question. If we had one of these politicians on here, you want to call out an organization that has not done anything when it comes to their business structure, anti-LGBTQ. You want to prevent them from being at the airport on the thruway. However, you in the party you belong to voted for politicians who actually kept policy, kept marriage defined as between a man and a woman. You voted for them. That was fine in 2008 to vote for that. But now in 2021... You're looking at donations from 2012, or you're saying the Salvation Army is anti-LGBTQ, and now you want to say, hey, but you can't be on the thruway. You were fine as president in 2008, but you can't be on the thruway. I, I, I would like to hear that explained. And, and maybe and what there's the a perfect explanation. What the difference is between the two. Exactly. And maybe there is. And you know what? Maybe they come on the show, and they explain it, and I go, hey— I'm an idiot. I've done that before, but I would like to hear that explained because I think that's a very a very easy point that they should be able to explain if this is how they feel. They made a statement. They had a stance. They've kind of gone 180 on that stance. It seems like Chick-fil-A has not gone a total 180 on that stance, but they've backed off it quite considerably yes. in the decade since. And, you know, on one hand, some people are forgiven for it. On the other they're still kind of, uh, I, I mean, you could say they're forgiven for I don't think many people are not going to Chick-fil-A because of this. I mean, they're, they're one of the most popular restaurants. Every time you uh, drive by it, there's a line out the door. Yeah. They're the, the, they Seven years in a row, and I don't know how reliable this rating is, but seven years in a row, they're rated the top fast food restaurant. And, you know, I, I do think it's more of an online talking point and something to score a, a couple political points than it is. 
an actual complaint. Uh, you were showing, uh, I, I know you were about to point to, the other businesses closed on a Sunday, uh, uh, pointing out Hobby Lobby closed on Sunday. I'm in favor of businesses being closed on Sunday. That's somebody who texted in, 803-0930. Listen, I agree. You can be closed on a Sunday. Yeah. But if you're closed on a Sunday, you're probably not the best fit for an airport, for a rest station, for something that's seeing a lot of foot traffic on a Sunday. Right. I, I said I have a lot of respect that they're closed on Sunday. I, I love that they're closed on Sunday, that Hobby Lobby's closed on Sunday. That's great. Employees probably love that they're closed I'm on sure Sunday. I'm sure they do. However, in this situation, we are talking about the throughway. And if you want to give an argument of why they shouldn't be there and you say, well, because they're closed Sunday, well, I'm going to listen. It's nothing against Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. Look at how, my, how big my gut's gotten. I love Chick-fil-A over the last year. However, I think the fact that they are closed on Sunday – which I respect, which I'm glad they do. I hope they keep doing it. I do think is a good argument for why they shouldn't be on the throughway. Yeah. Um, I, it, it'll be interesting to see how this develops because we saw what happened in the airport, right? And there, there's no Chick-fil-A in the airport. Actually, there's no anything right now in the airport. That's right. Uh, the food court is still <laughs> shut down. There's only a few things that have uh, reopened in the last year. But it'll be interesting to see if this comes to a throughway rest stop, um, you know, the sandwich is okay. Don't know if I'd actually stop there, but I, uh, tad overrated, as right. I've said in the past. It's also on the throughway, so it'll be $5 more than it is at a <laughs> is natural Chick-fil-A. Is that how yeah. I, it's been a long time since I've stopped in one of I those was things. Just, I was just going to say, as someone who travels a lot, I think I've I've had a— You go the other way, though. You're not going across the state, typically, but right? I've gone across, a few times, but you're right. I usually only have to miss the yeah. one throughway stop. I think I've had one meal over the last five years at a three-way stop, and that really was because I was in a hurry. I wanted to get yeah. someplace in time and grab the meal. Well, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for the calls, and we will be back. To, I'm, as we said, more on this, I'm sure, throughout the day here on WBEN. We'll be back tomorrow. You're listening to BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.